Welcome to the High Performance CEO Show, your exclusive insight into the strategies and success habits of the world's top CEOs. I'm your host, Sebastian Schieke, entrepreneur, mentor, and business angel. Prepare to grow your business, enhance your leadership skills, and thrive in today's world. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the High Performance CEO Show. Today I'm talking to Vasu Mitra, also called Vasu Herli. And Vasu is an amazing person. He's the founder of PickType, one of the top leading appointment scheduling platforms, one of the top 10 actually. He's also listed with a startup of the top 100 starters of the year in the US for the year 2019. PickTime has currently 5 million users across about 120 countries. And the interesting thing is, PickTime has achieved this success, this remarkable success, without spending a dime on marketing. I mean, get this, without spending a dime on marketing. Asumi is a successful entrepreneur, and I'm really looking forward to talk with him today about uh, his story. He's from India, growing this amazing company. And also how he managed to get all this exposure without spending money on marketing. And also about big time, you know, about the story, about this amazing company and uh, his plans for the future. Vazu, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sebastian. That's a great intro. And thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, it's been a, it's a pleasure. I mean, it took us a while to schedule an appointment. You're traveling between India and the US. And... Uh, you know, obviously very busy. Yeah, I mean, on the way to maybe the next unicorn, who knows, yeah, challenging the other um, appointment scheduling applications um, companies. So maybe let's start with your story. You know, let's start with uh, how did you end up being uh, such a successful entrepreneur managing a company across, uh, yeah, two continents, basically? Yes, uh, maybe I should start from my young age when I was in grade 5. So in early 90s, I was so fascinated about computers. I think that's when the com personal computers were introduced in India. Actually, I was born in, the, in India. So I was raised in India. So personal computers were just introduced in India and then I had access to it. So I used to see, well, why, why is this thing working, first of all? Now, why is it uh, <laughs> Why is it showing something that I type here? It's coming there. Like, how, how is it? All thing is happening. And I used to rip them apart. Uh, like a toy and then reassemble them like dismantle everything and then maybe take two computers and put that in this this and that like is to play around um so that yeah. that that actually instilled a, a sense of curiosity so i need to learn this like um, what's happening like uh, so i think uh, in 90s in early 90s we used to have these programming languages for kids I think it's called Logo and there's another one called basic which is called beginners all mm -hmm. symbolic instruction code I mastered basic, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, ma I remember, I remember basic. <laughs> so, and it, it, it's as good as C language actually back then. So, uh, I used to play around. And, um, I actually mastered that language back then. I used to write all these primary numbers and finding out what a primary number is and all that in, in early 90s. Uh -huh. And the black and white screens. So, I started creating all these programs. So, I, this I, this passion actually not only laid foundation for my current uh, career, whatever I'm having. Uh, it actually... Uh, I still have this uh, continuous learning curve, like I do, because technology is so fast changing thing. So we need to keep updating ourselves every now and then. 
So yeah, I find, uh, finally I ended up in computer science and engineering, you know, which was which I always wanted to. Uh-huh. And uh, right after my graduation, I went to become a software developer. And then after a couple of years, I understood everything in and out, what to do in software development. And I started my own software consulting firm. So I used to help companies, especially startups, who do not have the facility to have hire a developer and create products. So I used to help all the startups who wants to bring their ideas into reality. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I ended up becoming becoming an entrepreneur by software consulting. And then in the later stages, like I said, again, uh, this uh, software consulting uh, uh, for startups, actually, actually, in a way, actually, I uh, dealt with a lot of uh, innovative, creative people, creative teams that actually ended up seeing what exactly is happening. These guys uh, are creating a product. It's nice, building ideas. It's all, it's all great. But I see there are they used to juggle between different tools, different things to and run and used to run their operations yeah. very uh, not efficiently and manage their manage their time inefficiently and all. So that's when an idea sparked. So that's when I co-founded Time, a scheduling platform. It's just uh, it's it's beyond scheduling. It's not just a, I wanted to build a scheduling platform. So I ended up building a scheduling platform with tons of other features now loaded uh, along with it. So I envisioned this tool which I wanted to build. With appointments and a lot of other tools, uh, which want which I wanted to make it beyond scheduling, just not scheduling. So mm-hmm. a small business owner with a team of five to twenty can run the entire business smoothly and seamlessly with one tool. I don't want them to juggle between different tools. So we started with a scheduling platform, and then we started adding invoicing, sales, reporting, all other cool tools, so that the business owner can just stay on one platform. And more, uh, most importantly, which is most affordable, QuickTime is very affordable to use as well. We do not charge much. And actually, QuickTime, uh, we ran QuickTime for free for almost three, four years. Recently, oh, yeah, oh. a year back or uh, an you know, after COVID, we started charging QuickTime. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You touched on a very interesting topic. I mean, I also have a IT background, software background. I also had a software consulting company back in 20, 25 years. So I have the same IT literacy, and you touched on the topic of saying, okay, we have too many tools, you know, uh, and, and it's, this is right. I mean, both of us, we know how to connect them, you know, um, but uh, honestly, I mean, I spend a lot of time and effort in really making this work. You know, you have this tool, then you have an interface, talk to that tool, and, uh, and then it goes back and forth, and it's doable for us, you know, because we, we know the background, we know um, how these systems work. But for many people, it's a big challenge. You know, it's a big challenge implementing a SAP here, you know, connecting uh, two systems. And uh, and if something breaks, then uh, you never really know where to look. You know, you really have to go through the whole process and see, okay, where's the pitfall? And having an, uh, a vision to put all this into a into a streamlined application, is, uh, I think it's very clever and solves uh, quite a significant problem which we have in the market. Not to speak about uh, all the money we spent on all these subscriptions. You know? Exactly. I mean, I go on a monthly, maybe on a two or three monthly basis, I, I go through my subscriptions. Yeah, okay, do I need this? You know, <laughs> is this still relevant? And, and, and then you cut these expenses out because, I mean, it's accumulating, of course. No? I mean, there are $50 here, $100 there, but this really can add up. And if this can be done into one single product, especially for smaller organizations who are perfectly uh, equipped for these features, it's a great move. So you started offering this for free for a while. Yes. Yeah? How did you fund this? I mean, 
yeah, we all know the freemium model, but at some point people need to, or companies need to make money, you know, so, to be able to sustain and pay their staff. Yes. <laughs> so we started big time just a couple of years, uh, I think a year or two before, before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we wanted to run it for free for a while and see the adoption. Like you said, Pictahan was built without spending a dime on marketing. And that's true. Yeah, we did not spend dime on marketing so far. So uh, we wanted to build it organically. Uh, we wanted to have adoption. So we kept the product for free for an year. We wanted to see the adoption. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have the customer intelligence analytics, like take feedback from customers and build them exactly what they want instead of building something and giving them that this is what the product is. Instead, we build uh, a prototype and give it to the customers and then take feedback from customers and see, well, what do you want in this? Like, they say the mm-hmm. product is, in, if you have something like a tool like this or an integration like this or an app like this, which can be integrated, mm-hmm. that is great. Then we just take a couple of weeks and then build it back again and give it to the customers and they're happy. So we kept doing this process again and again and again and again, I think for a year or two. And then a pandemic hit. So we saw there are a lot of NGOs, a lot of clinics. They started even schools and small schools and some universities around the world. Because they cannot run offline, they had to move online. They wanted yeah. to have a tool like PickTime, but where we do not offer video meetings in PickTime. So immediately we saw there was a challenge there again. We started building. Uh, we know that there is nothing offline anymore. Uh, people don't meet. Yeah. <laughs> there are no services <laughs> offered online. Uh, offline. So we had to move online. So mm-hmm. we were one of the very first partners for Zoom mm-hmm. and uh, partners for Google Meet. So we integrated with them. And then whenever you, I think uh, we were one of the first 10 products or integrations with Zoom. I just wanted to ask, uh, you didn't rebuild uh, a video conferencing system. You integrated yes, an existing exactly. One. We do not want people to... We don't force them to uh, use our product. We say, okay, you're already comfortably yeah. using a product. Okay, let's integrate the product mm-hmm. into our system. So you can just uh, keep using your Zoom and be able to work in the background. So all the students mm-hmm. started booking appointments through a peak time with the teachers. And we automatically create a Zoom uh, uh, video meeting link or a Google Meet or a Skype yeah. or a Microsoft Teams. So we integrated with most of mm-hmm. the video meeting platforms out there. Even we integrated with an open source platform, Jitsi. It's called Jitsi Meet. Uh-huh. Uh, so people can take video calls or classes online. Apart from that, even in the pandemic uh, times, there are a lot of pharmacies, a lot of diagnostic centers, um, even you know, vaccinations after that. So they started using COVID for COVID vaccinations to book an appointment for COVID vaccinations and book an appointment for COVID testing and all that. So we kept it for free for a while because we, we saw we wanted to have a good night's sleep and we saw that it's an unfortunate thing which happened and we wanted to be part yeah, of it and yeah. support as much as we can. And uh, helping the community. Yeah. Kept it for free for a while. And then the moment pandemic uh, uh, reached an end and then we moved to a pricing plan and now we are good. Yeah. Amazing story. So um, you also had a phase where you're looking for funding basically. Yeah? Yes. Um, Venture capital. I mean, at the moment, there are many companies in urge need of investments of cash. What can you give them as a advice? What did work in your opinion? I mean, I'm also a business angel and investor, so I get tons of uh, pitch decks almost every week, and I can't I can't look at them. Yes. You know, I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> too much. So, how can you stand out as an organization? So, what we did with Big Time is uh, I've seen a lot of startups without meaning the product. Some of the startups start pitching. And we have seen mm-hmm. uh, non- other startups 
even non-working prototypes, they start pitching. So what my advice is maybe build a product, have a working prototype, uh, reach out to customers and then let the customers use it for a while and then test it out uh-huh. with customers and then pre-build it according to their needs, what they need exactly. And now we see a working uh, prototype and which is ready to go to the market. I think that's when maybe if you do not have any funds or if you bootstrap by yourself, all by yourself. And then my advice may be if, uh, if you're trying to uh, reach uh, investors, if the, if reaching investors is become getting difficult, then maybe you need to work with an accelerator, uh, join an accelerator. They help you uh, get into a network where you can pitch to a lot of investors. And yeah, I mean, you keep this process repeating, prototype, uh, give it to your customers and then rebuild it. Uh, this agile uh, thing, you keep doing it yeah. and then... Uh, you build your customer base along with that organically try to build your market and then again keep pitching uh, make your pitch make sure your pitch deck is not big <laughs> make it uh, get to the point make it simple so then the investors understand it very easily I think maybe the SaaS the, in SaaS especially uh, the markets are really good because uh, if you build a software which can be used globally uh, because nowadays everything is internal, on internet and you can reach out to any customer any in any part of the world. So build a SaaS product uh, which actually solves a real problem some for a customer somewhere and make sure your market is a decent size. I think that that, that yeah. will automatically get you an investment. Otherwise, it will get you directly revenue. Building traction, yeah. Having really customers who use the product is the best proof that the thing you're building provides value and is accepted by, by your user base. When you look back at the, uh, the time of running and building uh, pick time what was the biggest challenge for you yeah for us like we bootstrap pick time not a little support a very good support from my family and friends <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, and then we did uh, bootstrap by ourselves and then we like we did run it for free for some time uh, while we are bootstrapping oh. and then we had a working model uh, but there was no cash flow uh, that was very difficult oh. times with with we were not able to even pay salaries for our employees. We yeah. had a tough phase for a couple of months. And then, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the biggest challenge. Until we got our first funding, uh, until we closed our first funding round, it was very difficult. The moment we closed our funding round, we had a cash flow and then the business started doing good. Um, like we helped the community in the pandemic and the community is helping back uh, by, by yeah. using the product. Uh, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, that's 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 the challenge we had, and we we, uh, we never actually spent, like I said before, we never spent uh, time on marketing, uh, but we followed these uh, seven steps, like how to get to that stage. Maybe I can tell you those steps. Like uh, you need to mm-hmm. uh, first, you need to define your uh, target market, the target audience yes. whom you're trying to sell. This all always very important. Very, the, that, uh, we have a clear focus, a clear niche, and. Eh? It's the biggest challenge many entrepreneurs have. They think, oh, everyone could use what I do, yeah. you know? And, uh, exactly. <laughs> and then you, you, you sell to no one. <laughs> yes. People realized okay, mm. we need to focus on a market which has to be a decent size. Yeah. So if, if you are trying to solve that problem, growing global is the perfect solution and building the SaaS online. SaaS is online now. So that's the great yeah. thing. So yeah, first step is the build the target audience. Find, put everything on the paper. Take a pen and put it on a paper and okay, these are my audience, these are my demographics and this is where I'm going to target. And then maybe you need to work on your competitive analysis. So now see mm-hmm. who, are, who are my competitors? What are they 
uh, yeah. doing, how big is the market? Are they really making money in this market or uh, is the market collapsing? Or uh, oh. uh, make sure like... Excuse me to interrupt. This is a very good point. Yeah, because if you look at the market, if you look at uh, organizations, companies, competitors, many of them, if they are good at marketing, they, they show up very strong. You know, they're saying, hey, you know, we are the, we are the big boys and, and really uh, kick ass. But often it's not the case. Yeah, but this showing off uh, really intimidates uh, the uh, competitors, you know, they think, yeah, you know, why should I do this? I mean, there's company XYZ and they are much big, bigger and better than me. Often it's not the case, you know, they, they struggle to survive. Exactly. <laughs> they the, just the, have good marketing. <laughs> there's a lot of companies who does uh, really good marketing <laughs> then spend a lot yeah. of have high, very high budgets on marketing. Yeah. Um, they scare the competition. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I mean, so do the marketing strategy, uh, competitive analysis, and then uh, make a really good website first, and mm -hmm. then have very nice landing pages. Have hundreds of them if possible for mm -hmm. the target customers whomever you're focusing. Have great landing pages for each kind of uh, section of customers, yeah. and put down, layer down every uh, possible unique selling propositions of your product. The so how different is my product than the existing product or what are the value mm. adding service, added services we are providing through our product and put them in on your website and then like branding and marketing start working on your brand make your brand look good like make sure it, it's not some another product another startup uh, which is coming out that make it look more uh, um, enterprise uh, green product make it so robust and make high quality product and make it look like that and of course the product should be like that <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah the most important thing is does it do what it says on a tin yeah <laughs> yeah and the most important thing is the, the content uh, marketing now uh, oh. which is not very expensive uh, how uh, get some content writers on your team start yeah. building content uh, try to add as much as content on your website add some relevant content and then try to work with different social media or different bloggers get your content out there, try to get some backlinks and build your uh, website presence automatically. Actually, it's a, it's a long process. It's not a short process because it's a, it's a free uh, way to do it. It's yes, <laughs> yes. Just wanted to, to, to say that uh, for everyone who's listening, I mean, it's not like, it's not an overnight success, you know, that, oh yeah, I, I write a blog post and then tomorrow uh, my uh, customer base is overflowing. <laughs> yes. No. It's going to take a while. Like it's going to take at least six mm -hmm. months to one year. I think that's the key. People uh, do not wait. They do not have that much of patience. Yeah. They try to spend money yeah. or uh, they see for a couple of months and say it's not working. It, it is going to work if you do it in a consistent way. So, and then start working on your SEO, the uh, search engine optimization, and then put the right uh, key and do your keyword analysis and all that and put all the keywords wherever it is possible in your website. Uh, and it has to be relevant again. Uh, so you need to have that smartness where to put it, where to put and where to make it seamlessly integrated in your website. And uh, finally, like I said, the customer intelligence analytics, launch your product. And then again, the same repeated task where you take ideas from your customers and then uh, you rebuild it, try building it as fast as you can a week or a two in a week or two. And then give it back to the customer. If the customer is happy. He gives you more ideas, gives you more feedback, and then try to rebuild the product. And that's that gives you success and that consistency puts you in the market, and you, you'll be in somewhere in the top in the global market in a, in couple of years. You have to wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly, in a couple of years. Okay, and then then um, you we start selling our product. We start getting our um, first users. Mm -hmm. And what comes then? I mean, I would say just to uh, not to put you on the spot, but uh, my 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 experience is I love customer. I love companies who do an amazing customer service. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, uh, for me, this is one of the um, when I love a product, when I decide for something, do I stick with the product? I mean, yes, it needs to do the job, but also should provide amazing customer service yeah it should really wow me in terms of responsiveness and 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 i think this is also something where you where you really uh strive and and uh, provide an amazing amazing product and service otherwise uh, you wouldn't have five million users <laughs> so yeah i mean like you mentioned customer service uh, that's really we take customer service really seriously in peak time we make sure our customers are answered in less than five ten minutes Around the clock, we have teams working, supporting customers. If they have any issues, we answer them immediately. Can we, can we, sorry, can we repeat this? Five to ten minutes. I mean, competitors out there in the world, you know, get this message. Yeah, Five to ten minutes. I mean, sometimes I send in a message to a company I don't hear for them, from them for days, you know. Yeah. So we take that yeah. very seriously. And then actually that, yeah. that, that, uh, that's one of the key areas how we retain our customers like we help them immediately mm -hmm. and if if we get a feedback we take that again seriously and again uh, try to give the custom customer back as much as we can yeah and then, um, that's how we do it in this uh, product if you look ahead in the future what's your your big master plan for the next five years i mean if we say we can have plans for five years but Say maybe three years. So we have, we have our vision. Our vision is to empower businesses by enhancing their productivity and simplifying scheduling. Uh, it's just, like I said, we are, we are just not a scheduling company. Um, we are a business solution where we started with scheduling because that's the very first thing every business wants. And then we started, we wanted to, we already have some tools around scheduling where business can run their whole business. Now we wanted to add more and more tools and have more and more strong reporting And in the in the future, uh, as in the AI revolution, we wanted to be a part of it, and we wanted to integrate AI as much as you can, so that customers can just chat and then schedule a meeting uh, with your team and doing a lot of things, or just send a message and then meetings are automatically scheduled, something like that. So we were working on different ideas, brainstorming in the teams. That's uh, the goal we are thinking of. So by end of the day, we wanted to empower businesses and. Uh, make them more productivity which uh, gives us a good night's sleep it gives you a good night's sleep and also your your customers a good night's exactly. sleep of course yeah? <laughs> great hey Vasu I mean there's so much knowledge I love these seven steps uh, you touched on and is there anything else you would like to share with the audience I mean we have CEOs executives uh, entrepreneurs watching this these episodes and what is your maybe your biggest maybe it's a big question but your biggest learning as an entrepreneur if you uh, yes uh, I would like to add maybe my biggest learning as an entrepreneur initially when, we, when I built the product we did not have any vision like we just wanted to build a SaaS product put it out there let customers yeah. use it that's our initial idea the, and just solve customer needs and then just solve a solution uh, later what I understood is we need to have a clear vision without clear vision what you wanted to do you cannot sustain longer right. if you want to sustain yeah. for decades you have to have a clear vision and then yeah. have this uh, goal setting Um, we call it smart. Smart course, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> be specific what you're doing and whatever you're doing has to be measurable and then it has to be achievable at the same time 
and then realistic but realistic and relevant at the same oh, time <laughs> i mean i also teach smart goals in my workshops i sometimes say it should also be a bit risky you know because we want to grow we want to stretch ourselves you know we want to expand you know and then taking on risky goals makes at least our comfort zone it has to be it should have a certain time bound <laughs> so yeah we follow yeah. the same uh, whatever you teach <laughs> we follow the same yeah. smart goals yeah we have a clear vision and have a smart goal and then i think uh, Yeah. that's what get to the near future and have a uh, long lasting uh, uh, sustainable product wow, so thank you so much for your time and you are an indian writer what time is it in india <laughs> yeah it's night uh, 2 o'clock <laughs> yeah it's night 2 o'clock oh my god yeah if i would have known i would have <laughs> no bro, no problem but even i didn't expect that i'll be dead at this moment i thought i'll be in the us but i had some change of plans <laughs> so thank you so much for spending your night with us it was a very remarkable episode shared lots of good advice I wish you all the best for your journey with uh, pick time and uh, your personal journey as a founder thank you so thank much you, thank you very much Sebastian thank you for having me on your show thank you for tuning into the high performance CEO show I'm your host Sebastian Schieke and it's been a pleasure serving you please subscribe to our show on your favorite platform and leave us a review Your support helps us reach more listeners and create a bigger impact. Check out our website sebastianschieke.com for additional resources. Until next time, be bold, be exceptional, be outstanding, be a leader.